Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to begin this day with you. As we are about to start Wednesday, July 15, 2020, we pray that this middle day of a week moves us closer to your heart. Now feed us with your word so that we can fight for your kingdom with a faithful love. In Jesus' name we all pray. Amen. Let us continue to read 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1 to 5. Today we'll read five verses, chapter 8, verse 1 to 5. And now, brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. In the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, even beyond their ability, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people, and they exceeded our expectation. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord, and then by the will of God also to us. Yesterday, we saw Paul was grateful for the restored relationship with the Corinthians. He regained his confidence in Corinthians. He told them that his boasting of them was proven true by their positive response to Titus. Now in chapter 8 and 9, we will see Paul talk about offering money. Do you like a pastor talking about offering? Do I like a preaching about offering? Thank God I did not have to preach about offering at Forest so far. The only time I preached on tithing was last year. I remember. You know, that's how rare. And thank God that I preach not because of any urgent financial crisis we have, but for our ultimate faithful discipleship. Most pastors do not like to talk about money. A commentator says in this chapter and the next one, Paul is walking on eggshells, yet somehow he gets away. Now let's see how he gets away. You know, in this passage, if you have a Bible, the three words that I hope you, you remember. First one is the Lord's people in verse 4. And the other one is that a Macedonian churches in verse 1. And finally, also grace. We're going sort of backward. So I want to talk about the end goal of this offering and the example of offering and the empowerment of offering. Yes, I'm preaching this morning and I can't help it. Why was a Paul, Paul was talking about offering? You know, what offering is he talking about? Verse 4. Paul said, in the service of the Lord's people. Here, the Lord's people is not a euphemism for uh, Christians. Paul was literally referring to Jewish Christians in Jerusalem who were struggling financially back then. We don't know exactly why they were in that situation, but they are financially struggling. So here, the Lord's people means Jewish people. And by helping poor Jewish saints, 
Paul was actually trying to bring Jews and Gentiles together in Christ. So we should recognize that this is not a charity mission. This is a Christological mission. Because Paul said in Galatians chapter 3, 28, there is a neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor there is any male or female, for you are all one in Christ. We are all in one in Christ. So this love offering for the poor saints of Jerusalem will really declare to the world that through gospel, both Gentiles and Jews are children of God and family of God and brother and sister of God. So Paul was, this is what Paul actually, Paul has a theological aim and then Paul started this project even earlier in 1 Corinthians. So if you look at the last chapter of 1 Corinthians, verse 1 to 4, let me just read it quickly. Now about the collection for the Lord's people. Do what I told the Galatian churches do. So Paul was doing this is, you know, his entire ministry area. Galatians, Macedonian, and now Corinthians, you know, Achaean, and everywhere. On the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with your income, saving it up, so that when I come, no collection will be to be made. Paul was doing, Paul was saying that do it with a discipline, as a habit, so don't give it at the last minute but give a little bit every day or every week. Then when I arrive, I'll give a letters of introduction to the men you approve and send them with your gifts to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable for me to go, go also, they will accompany me. So this is what Paul trying to finish here. And he now invite the struggling Corinthians to complete their pledges to help out the saints of Jerusalem, poor saints of Jerusalem. Now, for that, Paul gives an inspiring example of a giving. That's a Macedonian church. They are the exemplary givers. Who are the Macedonian churches, by the way? Do you remember any of their names? They are Philippians and Thessalonians and probably other churches that we don't know but in Macedonian area, which responded Paul's call to help out the poor saints in Jerusalem. And here, notice verse 2, and verse 2 to, actually verse 5, but verse 2, especially verse 2, in the midst of a very severe trial, their overflowing joy at their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. You know, here, we see two sets of paradoxical, mismatching words. Severe trial and overflowing joy. Extreme poverty and rich generosity. You know, when you have a severe trial, you can have a joy, but they had a joy. When you have an extreme poverty, not just any poverty, extreme poverty, actually some of people are going through that extreme poverty right now during this pandemic, yet rich generosity, not just any generosity, rich generosity. This is why Paul was saying that Macedonian church's offering were inspiring. And they, he even later in the verse 5, Paul said, 
they exceeded our expectation. You know, Paul known for giving and serving, but they say they even their giving and serving exceeded Paul's expectation. And if you look at the verse 4, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege. So they thought this giving not as a burden, but a privilege. And they're the one who pleaded with Paul. It was voluntarily. It was not imposed. That's why Paul said in verse 5, they gave themselves, first of all, to the Lord, and then also to us. They're not giving just money here. They're giving themselves to the Lord. This is an exemplary giving. Giving coming out of the heart, against the poverty, against the severe trial and persecution, against the all, all odds. They are sharing their life exceedingly. How could they do that? Where do they find this kind of a strength and faith? Now, let me tell you the empowerment of a giving. The empowerment of a giving comes from grace. Look at the verse 1. Brothers and sisters, we want you to know about the grace God has given the Macedonian church. Grace that God has given the Macedonian churches. Grace is one of the Paul's big words. Yes, Paul is the one who used the grace more than anyone in the New Testament again. But grace here is not a, the typical grace we talk in the church, like a saving grace, or you know, theologians say the unmerited favor. But this grace, the grace they make us suffer joyfully and willingly. Using the Dietrich Bonhoeffer's word, this is a costly grace that Macedonians receive from God. They recognize God gave us the most precious, priceless gift, His Son. God did not spare His own Son for us, and He invited us Gentiles into His family. And for that, they are forever indebted, and there is a nothing can hold them back from expressing their joy and gratitude. So even though God gave them freely and nobody asked them, they are voluntarily giving beyond their, their match, beyond their, beyond their abilities. And Paul said, they are giving costly grace. They are sharing God's costly grace. I, as I was meditating on this passage, yeah, last night and this morning, I prayed to God, the Lord, I want my life to be an inspiring example of your grace. Not somebody who just received the grace, but someone who received your overflowing grace, which in turn overflowed my heart to others. I want to be inspiration of your grace because everybody must know your grace. Your grace is something that this world lacks and something that this world desperately needs because without grace, we are all greedy. We all try to outdo each other. Only thing will keep us sane and healthy and safe in this world is your grace. 
And I want to be inspiration. I want to be part of that grace. Dear brothers and sisters, let us be the living grace, sign of that costly living sacrificial grace of our Lord Jesus Christ today. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we ask you in the name of Christ to give us a grace that makes us a givers, grace that opens our heart to generosity, grace that exceeds any human expectation, grace that takes the need of strangers seriously because you love them and we belong to you and each other. Help us to be examples of your marvelous grace that your love and kindness overflows from us to others today. May Forest become another Macedonian church in our world. In the name of Christ, your ultimate gift and grace, we all pray. Amen.